Welcome to Policy Innovation with Nathan, the podcast asking people how they would innovate policy in key areas, from health and technology to entrepreneurship and the rise of China. Our guest today is Amit Mishra, founder, policy advisor, and ex-country head of F6S. Well, thank you very much, Amit, for joining us today. It would be great if you could kick off by explaining a bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Thank you so much, Nathan, for giving this opportunity. My name is Amit Mishra. I'm based out of Gurugaon, uh, which is closer to New Delhi, capital of India. Uh, I have been uh, in the internet uh, and startup industry for the last 17 years. And uh, I also uh, have worked with, you know, helping foreign companies who wanted to come to India. So I have been country manager for two uh, very prominent companies. Uh, one is F6S. Uh, which is the last one of the largest startup discovery platform uh, from UK. And I have been a country manager for a company called Sansan, uh, which is like a LinkedIn version for Japan. So I was helping them establish the Indian market again. Uh, for the last few years, I have been uh, very actively looking at policy uh, changes around startup and innovation and have closely worked with a few state governments and the central government uh, to develop uh, policies which are... Uh, relevant and important for startups to work not only the, with the government but it may it but helping to create an ecosystem which is more startup friendly what an exciting space to be working in working with uh, startups and helping global com- uh, startups to enter the indian market what would you say the biggest appeal for startup founders is in coming to the indian market so you know, India is, is a very versatile market, if you look at it. Uh, obviously, uh, when I speak to companies from outside India, uh, they are aware that we have one of the cheapest internet connectivity in the world. And secondly, we have a large young population. Uh, but there are a lot of other things which are happening. So because of the booming in the economy and the you know the per capita income is growing, a lot of people today have smartphones and there is a lot of big companies who are coming to India. Uh, the, I think the, the, the most prominent example is TikTok, which, which has been banned recently, but TikTok became, uh, for TikTok, India was one of the most prominent market in terms of user users. And secondly, uh, when, when you come to India, there, it is much cheaper to test and verify and validate a lot of things. So if you want to expand in any part of the world, uh, you can actually validate your thought process, your product, uh, and your proof of concept. Before you develop a bigger product, you can you can do that. Uh, and India offers you, based on the kind of products or services people are building, uh, different markets. So if you go to the bigger cities, you will f- you will find there are people who are who have traveled the world, right, to understand bigger concepts. Uh, and there are a lot of startups which are thriving in India. And the second thing is, if you want to, let's say, work on the social impact sector uh, and want to develop something for uh, that sector specifically, there is a huge uh, market which is still untapped, which is in the tier two and tier three and smaller villages, uh, which, which you know, again, the young generation have these smartphones. So access to them is much easier today. Uh, than it was earlier. So India is the perfect market for almost everything they want to, you know, anybody would would want to test their, you know, initial product. And even if you are an established company, 
then it is much easier for you to you know come in uh, find some partners and start growing that's that's that has been my experience till now on that note have you seen trends shift since coronavirus so there was a big uptick in the uh, e-commerce space uh, where uh, these chains uh, and uh, online platforms uh, became a blessing for folks who, like me who were sitting at home and and everything was you know dropped at home so that was one then there was a there was a big big uptick in the uh, uh, number of agriculture companies who are delivering directly from farmers because the quality of the food was something which was again a concern uh, then there was uh, so i actually worked you know specifically in certain uh, agriculture policies because the agriculture policies still date were not looking at innovation they were not, they were they were actually more looking at the farmer side of things but farmers also need to understand innovation and uh, so medical uh, agriculture and then electronic vehicle because of the petrol prices i am not sure if if you have read that uh, there is a huge hike in petrol prices and i think it's it has been growing in certain cities almost every day so people are looking at the ev market very actively and the government is also trying to support a lot of companies which are you know coming from even outside india in the in the ev ev sector Uh, so there is e-rickshaws there are you know these cars which tatas and mahindras are making which are the indian brands uh, but companies like tesla have just started uh, uh, you know setting up their production facility in india so i think that these are the three sectors specifically i would love to talk about and uh, education has picked up because of i think zoom uh, became the largest beneficiary of that there are other platforms who built of uh, on products like zoom so education and there are there has been a lot of acquisition in the last 6 months in the education space itself so so i think that that's uh, these are the few things which have you know changed in the last 8 9 months yeah that's super interesting and it sounds like um, in india a lot of um, a lot of opportunities have kind of been explored through this structural shift caused by coronavirus i mean if i am a founder of a company working in the sectors you just mentioned whether it's education healthcare agriculture or the electric vehicle market can you talk us through a bit how you through you know your experiences and work at uh, id8vc um could help support these founders in those sectors in india sure sure nathan so the way we we work with companies is you know we we work to understand the important part here is that why they are coming to india at times you know the companies uh, and this is not with everyone but a couple of uh, times what we have realized that the they look at the market size and they realize that you know india is a big market we should penetrate and it probably will be cheaper but that they don't do their homework they come to india they burn some money and then they figure out that they probably have uh, tried to you know replicate whatever they are building in their respective uh, headquarters you know the, their countries they come from so india because of it, it's it's a very versatile market and a different market altogether uh what we the first thing which we do is try to understand what company is expecting you know the the expectation not only in terms of downloads or revenue but what is the long term vision because uh not only in india but if you go to any part of the world in any new in any new geography you would need you know couple of years to one understand and build your reputation in the market 
and secondly to build relationships even if you don't work with the government directly uh, you will need you know partners if, if you are an education company then you probably would need partners who can take your franchise and take you to that places or you know you need development partners technology development partners uh, so there are there are so what we basically do is we help them on uh, we we gauge these uh, problems in advance and do a market research to to find out which probably which city which state will be a better place because of for a lot of companies in india uh, sorry from outside india uh, bangalore is the place where they get into because they think that bangalore is the hub for startups but there are too many startups there right so it's important for them to understand which uh, city they should look at because they would also need to hire people so for example i'll give you a hypothetical example if you're a gaming company trying to come to india uh, hyderabad is a better bet because hyderabad has uh, headquarters for a lot of bigger gaming companies and there is a lot of talent which is working in the game industry specifically if you're looking at finance then bombay uh, mumbai is a better bet uh, anything which is uh, related to agriculture ad sales you know the uh, uh, commerce e-commerce uh, has been prom- primarily in uh, in delhi and around delhi gurgaon and noida which are the two smaller cities around delhi so th- so these these are the kind of things which we help them with and uh, obviously we also handle till a time where where they are very comfortable that they they will probably would hire somebody on their own to build it otherwise uh, we help them do at least of uh, you know at least a dry run with us for a couple of years to help them understand the market and then take the control to their own so that's that's how we help uh, the most important part here is that because we are entrepreneurs and we are uh, you know we think from indian mindset we try to reduce the cost which is involved for everything so india is not a market which where you can probably uh, you can throw money and you know do a do a lot of brand building but it takes time to build relationships in india and that's the most important part as well as working with startups i know that you work with the government to kind of loop back how they can help create a better environment to make sure that the indian you know innovation ecosystem is thriving can you talk us uh, through a bit about your work in this area sure so one of the, so so let me just probably give you a background on how it all started when i was uh working with f6s uh and f6s you know so uh interestingly i brought f6s to india in a, in a did a cold call to the founders told them the india story and they you know ensured uh, that i will become their go to guy for india and that's how it all started for me in 2014 uh and then when 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 uh, and i think we they we had only four companies using four clients using f6s uh when i took over and then when i left it was almost 90% of the market which was using f6s you know all the accelerators incubators and most of the vcs were aware so i i was traveling a lot i was traveling to a lot of these cities smaller cities to find uh startups in you know all nooks and corners of the country i realized that a lot of these places the government is still struggling to figure out uh how to approach innovation because there was a central government mandate which started in 2014 was when this new government came in to do something around startups and uh, so what what i started doing was i started working with the local uh industry bodies which which also 
didn't understand startup they usually work with you know the these small mid and medium agencies or uh, companies or bigger uh, corporations so hand holding them working with them and figuring out the ways uh, that's how i started penetrating into these states uh, and then gave them you know ideas it's so government working with government it it actually needs a lot of patience and i think this this all these interactions helped me uh, to understand you know how how the government works because they can't do anything just by fluke they will have to you know do research uh, because anything which they do the smallest of things will impact hundreds and thousands of people so so when when we when when i started uh, we started taking startups to uh, you know the 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 bureaucrats or the politicians uh, we also told them that this these are the kind of impact which which we can build and that and every uh, you know bureaucrat on the other side have their have their own uh, angle to it because all these guys are super intelligent folks you know the, it's not easy to become an uh, the become part of the indian administrative service so they have their own points so uh, what what we started doing was we became the bridge so that we understand and they were talking in the same language you know so either hindi english or whatever the regional language was but they were not able to un- understand the points because the startup was talking about from their own revenue side or impact side and uh, the the government bureaucrat was figuring out how can he leverage that technology so our role is basically you know the matchmaker uh, so that they they are able to come on the same page and connect the dots the the role which we are playing to trying trying to play here is the is we are building a bridge where both parties can come at the center point and talk to each other and then figure out their ways to work along or even if they don't work uh, startups don't have you know that kind of time to to wait and watch so even if we get a early yes or a early no it still helps the startups to go and find a, another direction or another client so that's what we try to do uh, in a nutshell very cool and so then as well as working with government uh, officials to understand the startup and or innovation ecosystem do you also get involved in the investment side of things yes we do there are places because ultimately if they have to grow you know they need funds so what we what we look what what we initially help them with is government grants in in specific cases where they have a use case for the government and uh, the other place where we help them is so through our programs we either make them revenue ready so we take them to corporates or government agencies to you know start uh, uh, starts buying from from these companies or we, we we make them fund ready that they are at a level that they can take either uh, you know angel investment or if they are a little ahead of the curve you know we see money and then start scaling so these are the two two models we work on either make them revenue ready or or fund ready understood so it's more about helping them get investor ready such as through government grants and the other work around that rather than necessarily investing yourself right 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 so we don't invest because uh, because of the way we have structured ourselves we don't we don't have a investment vehicle right now but we do help them with you know we are partnered with a lot of uh venture capitalist in the country and as well as a lot of government agencies who keep sharing you know different information around grants 
So we recently worked with uh, one of the ministries where they were giving grants to startups who are working in the hardware space or different use cases, not specific to one sector. Uh, we were able to help four startups get, get that money. So, right? so there are, uh, there, and, and most of these startups are not aware of these uh, and how do you pitch to these uh, grant for these grants also. So that's where we come in. We tell them, you know, this is the process. This is how the paperwork happens for the government. And then you you pick up the you pick up the work yeah that sounds um super valuable if i was to create a company and enter india i would for sure be coming to you i mean what do you see as being the biggest threat to innovation this century and equally what do you see as being the biggest opportunity whenever you look of changing people perception or the way people behave uh, in a certain situation or against a certain use case you would see that people don't want to change, right? So change is actually, uh, is the answer for both, you know, the biggest challenge as well as the, as well as the biggest motivator to, to, you know, people and companies to innovate. Change is important because if we don't evolve, then we are failing to probably achieve what we, what we are going after. And if we are not able to change, a lot of things have evolved. I think this, this entire pandemic also, uh was was a was a call of putting our attention back to our own lives we were running for we were running after something all of us you know this will probably sound philosophical but a lot of us were just running so we actually had time to think and you know figure out what we want to do with our lives and secondly it it actually changed the way you talk to people so you know the i think change is the most important uh push for, for being the change, uh, so for being being the motivated to innovation, and also people don't want to change, which which becomes the the most uh, challenging aspect uh, to put out innovation and you know pe- for people to accept anything which is new for them. Uh, there is, I believe, there is a huge uh, problem for senior folks to use smartphones. You know, people who are above sixty five years of age. Now there are companies in I'm, I'm I am aware of United States and uh, you know uh, UK as well as in Japan who are helping these uh, elderly to understand or have smartphones which are made for these elderly. In India, we have a decent size of that population, but nobody is looking at that as a problem to solve. So there are these uh, there are these innovation which are happening for certain sector, uh, and there are these problems which which people are not looking at. And I think the most important part, uh, which probably sound very superficial, is the fact that a lot of us, you know, and I'm counting myself also, look at problems which are cool in nature and not the problems which are actually should be solved, right? I have I've done that mistake early in my career also, uh, but I have, you know, with experience, I also realize that let's solve problems which, which are needed to be solved rather than, you know, solving a problem which probably superficial in nature. So, so I think that is something which we are learning. Design has never been a, a, a great thing for Indian companies. We are still in a learning phase, but we are evolving faster than most of the other markets. So I think we will be there in the next five years or so. You, you make a fascinating point, actually, about in Japan, uh, UK and US trying to design technologies or interface 
um, with the end user in mind to make sure that the elderly, for example, are still digitally included. Something I'm quite keen for governments to do is encourage participatory uh, democracy through using digital apps so they can get better insights into what people uh, are thinking or what problems they have or even ideas too. But often digital inclusion equals digital exclusion for the elderly. And I really like that. Uh, and you make a great point, you know, um, uh, the mission uh, of the app is, uh, is important and it will take time to develop in India. What's your why? What's your purpose? What gets you out of bed every day? So I, I think uh, I have become, uh, I, I've always been a people's guy, you know, so uh, I, I call myself selfish that way when I help somebody uh, and not just for making my, for make, you know, for earning my bread, but also just to help them with something that's, that's, if that brings them happiness, that's, that's my motivation to wake up every day, right? Helping few people. And I call these relationships my long-term fixed deposits where uh, I don't expect any return just like that. Uh, things will come together if I was able to, you know, impact their lives, impact their businesses anyway, it'll come back to me. Uh, and uh, my grandfather, uh, uh, was the main inspiration for me to you know start building these these businesses also he was a social impact uh, he started his uh, journey uh, in us when he graduated for soil conservation uh, he did a graduation and then came back to india and uh, he impacted almost uh, nothing less than 220 million people uh, in the 18 years of his uh, you know as a social impact entrepreneur uh, won a won a won the third highest uh, civilian award for anybody in India, and also a UN grant for I think close to two hundred fifty thousand dollars way back in 95. So, so he is the ins inspiration of you know for me to doing all this what I do and keeping myself happy and sane for that matter. Wow, that's great. So social impact really is in the blood of the family. What advice do you have for people wanting to make a positive impact on the world? When whatever you do, uh, and this, this is something which, which I keep uh, some, of, some of the founders, close friends I work with, we, we talk about responsible uh, uh, citizenship and also being a responsible employer, you know, and, and conscious and a responsible employer, which actually means that you are not pushing your employees in a way that they are uh, forced or they are not happy. They're just, if, if people are doing something only for money, they're not happy with the circumstance, they're not happy with their, uh, their work or uh, the office environment, they will never be able to, you know, make any impact. So the important factor, the most important factor for any company uh, is to have happy uh, workers, right? Happy CEO, happy uh, you know whoever the employees, the the IT guy, even the the you know the the guy who uh, who's probably the security guard also. Everybody should be happy so that they can probably think about doing anything else beyond just living. Uh, and thanks to the lockdown, they. A lot of us have realized that I do not need to travel two hours to reach out, to reach to my office, uh, stressed, then work for eight hours and then come back two hours uh, to home. By the time I reach home, I'm drained out to think, even think about anything else. So I think it's it's very important for have 
you know have this conscious uh, thing in our head that i need happy employees uh, and this is this is probably uh, something which uh, i would recommend founders to look at who are building you know large enterprises and in terms of individuals it's 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 again very important for them to uh, for us all of us to look at everything consciously uh, some couple of things which my father taught me uh, you know taught us when when we were kids is uh, whenever he will see uh, a tap which is open in even in a public area he will ask us to go and you know shut shut off that tap or if if you see that there is light get uh, 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 in in any room there is electricity which is being wasted you will say there switch off uh, the fans and the lights that's how the upgrading should be that everything counts right the smallest of your efforts smallest of your steps to conserve and preserve energy and preserve food which was the case earlier when india got independence we were we never had you know abundance of anything so the way they they have lived today we have everything and more i think it's important for probably go back in history and learn that how can we uh, you know reuse how can i repair a phone rather than buying a new one every time how can i get a phone repaired use it till its uh, till its life cycle right it's, if i can have a phone use a phone for 3 years let me use it because that that reduces the carbon footprint by by some and that some into you know the millions of people living uh, on the planet will automatically reduces some kind of carbon footprint so so these are the smallest things small very minuscule things which can create impact for everyone uh, and i think these are the few thoughts which i have to share i think they're great policy innovation recommendations to companies to make sure their employers are happy uh, employees are happy you make a great point and i think we might even see a productivity boom if those that are in jobs are happy well amit thank you very much for your time today we covered a lot of ground and i thoroughly uh, enjoyed the conversation thanks for your time thank you so much nathan i think it it was it's actually lovely and and would love to you know probably engage with uh, you again as well as you know people who are interested in uh, reaching out to me to understand uh, india as a market thank you nathan and thank you for listening please subscribe or follow the podcast to keep up to date with episodes as they're released next time we'll be hearing from pippa about her work leading a venture capital firm accelerating the transition to net zero